Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming up on episode 332 of Wheel Bearings, we've got the winners of the North American Car, Truck, and Utility Vehicle of the Year awards for 2024. The Cadillac Escalade Diesel, the BMW X7. Ford messes with lightning prices again. Uh, only a few EVs are still eligible for IRA tax credits. The uh, There's a new track-focused version of the Porsche Taycan coming that is 26 seconds a lap faster around the Nürburgring. Um, Motor Trend drives the BYD Seal. Stellantis is done with auto shows. Uh, total cost of ownership for EVs varies a lot. And Tesla lowers the range estimates on most of its vehicles. All that and more coming up next. This is episode 332 of Wheel Bearings. I'm Sam Abuel Samet from Guidehouse Insights. I'm Nicole Wakelin from The Road Reflected. And I am Roberto Baldwin from SAE International. And before I forget again, as I as I mostly do, I just want to remember to uh, thank all of our patrons who support us directly through uh, through our Patreon, Wheelbearings, uh, our Patreon.com slash Wheelbearings. Um, you you guys you you you're all great. We we love you. You're fantastic. You. Thank you. Yeah. And for those of you who aren't patrons yet, why not? Give us money. No no ads. No ads if you get if you join Patreon. All right. Enough of that. Um let's let's begin. What have you been driving, Robbie? Oh, I've been driving a car, finally. Finally, finally. I've been driving the twenty twenty three BMW X seven. I know it's twenty twenty four. Um it was in the, the fleet. Um I said, Yeah, sure, I'll take that car. And that's how I ended up. <laughs> It's, well, it's, it's carryover for 24. It's the anyway. same. It's the yeah. same car. Don't, it might have changed a color or two or something like that. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so um, as far as I can remember, I haven't driven the X. This version of the X7. Um, it's real. It's it's so comfortable and smooth that I kept thinking something was a little bit wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Like wait, what's going on? You know, like 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 if you have a flat tire. Are, are, and you, sudden, are you expecting a BMW to be not comfortable and not smooth? No, no, it was just like <laughs> extra comfortable and smooth for its size versus like other. It's just I thought I'm like wait, is the tire? You know how when you when your tires is low and when you turn the car kind of it feels like the car is like kind of floating on something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It felt a little like that until I got used to it, and then I just realized, no, that's just that's just a smooth ride. Settle yeah. down, Robbie. You've <laughs> lost your mind. Um, so yeah, so yeah, the X7. Um, you know, front seats totally fine. Second row, cool. Third row, I'm not sitting back there. Um, <laughs> you could put like a child back there. It's a three row SUV. It's their big. It's their big one. I got the uh, XDrive 40i, which is the uh, the um, the, the, the I guess the less powerful version. They also have the more. Um, I I I need my friends and my neighbors to know I am a, I'm a big big car person. It's just the M60i, which uh, rolls with a a a, a V8 
you know, if that's your jam. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 you know what? I'm always going to sort of tell people, especially when it comes to SUVs, you, you, you don't need the big, the big, uh, the big one. It's a, it's got the, it's got an inline six, which is like, you know, BMW is famous for their inline six. Just get the turbo well, the, inline. The, six. the inline six, I, I, I will best, best, continue best to say is is the the best form factor for an internal combustion engine. Oh yeah, best motor, best motor mm-hmm. you can get out there. So just get the get the three. It's a three liter twin turbo, or twin power turbo inline six. Um, just just get that. You don't you don't need all that extra power from the the the, the V eight and it's it's sort of a it's unnecessary, especially for a vehicle this large. And there's there was never a point where I was driving this vehicle even in like comfort mode where I didn't feel like oh no if I don't I got to be careful so I can get up to speed on the freeway. <laughs> Um, I I end up I, sadly uh, 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 for BMW I used it to go to the dump. <laughs> <laughs> That's a heck of a dump run. I, I had some like just some fancy things that I need the no, not fancy. I said some things I'd take to the dump, and I was like, oh, like you know what? They'll fit in the back of the BMW. So I put a big drop cloth down that I use for the cars because I don't want to scratch. I don't want to be that guy who like scratches up or you know maims the car's interior. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it's, it's great for dump runs. You can raise the uh, the um, the suspension, so it was like really high, riding real high. It had okay, so this again, oh, we don't need the big wheels. Settle down, everybody. <laughs> Did you have one of twenty twos? It had the big wheels. They had the twenty threes, not 23s. the twenty twos. Twenty threes, twenty six hundred dollars. Giant. 23s just huge huge teeny tiny little sidewall and i was just and the whole time i'm driving it all i can remember is the last bmw which was the uh i believe the x5 where i drove over a curb at um oh gosh and there was like a little piece of metal like on the edge of the curb that i didn't see and it like cut the sidewall and i had to like you know put it but i was just like the the little time i just get more and you know and then i had that um the EQE that like because it had a small sidewall like I hit a I hit a uh, uh, um, what do you call those holes in the road <laughs> potholes uh, hole? <laughs> those holes in the road <laughs> those holes in the road they're the size of a they're, they're, they're like the size of a pot they're kind of like shaped like a pot they're holes oh I can't think of what they're called um, the pothole I hit a pothole and no, like, it's called it's called a Michigan hole a Michigan a Michigan crater. hole uh, we the, just call that roads here in New Hampshire yeah. called roads I hit a pothole during a rainstorm and I that that ended up it's always like these tiny little wheels and I'm just like <laughs> I know I, I understand why a designers really like them b people like them because they look cool but but just get the smaller wheel the larger sidewall tires are expensive enough as it is so expensive having to needlessly replace them because you you know clipped a curb or you know got the edge of a pothole Mm -hmm. and it blew out blew it out you know you know, spending several hundred dollars on another tire, you know, and especially when you're talking about, you know, these 22, 23, 24 inch tires, those things they're, get really expensive. They're really expensive. Yeah, and they always, it always ends up being a sidewall, yeah. like puncture, which if you get a puncture, like in the treads, you're fine. You can take yeah. it to a place. You yes. pay somebody like 20, 30, 50 bucks. They stick a little. Oh, it's not, not that much at least around here it's around like 15 bucks to i think it was like 30 dollars yeah, here i live i live in yeah. super super okay. i live in california um so it was like 30 bucks <laughs> we had to do it on the we had to do it on the kona um every once in a while that tire's a little bit lower than the others 
whatever. Just every but, now and then. But if I had punctured the sidewall on the Kona, or which which ha- actually had happened because a piece of metal slashed into it that was left on the freeway, you have to buy a whole new tire. You can't save that. That's gone. It's gone forever. And then with these tiny little sidewalls, you're more. Li- I I feel like you're more likely than not having you know to replace the entire tire if something and, and there's also a very high probability that in a situation like that when you hit a pothole or something like that oh you're, you're not just going to damage the tire but also the wheel right. which makes me just nervous which as hell. is even yeah. worse yeah it's a, that that whole yeah so you know big heavy vehicles uh with teeny tiny <laughs> little just like it's just like a like like a belt like strapped around a chunk of like expensive metal <laughs> rolling down the road uh <laughs> I'm just going to say, unless you were, I don't know, if you get like a really fancy, fancy car and you're going to show it off to your friends and that's your deal, then sure. But I think everyone else, just get the smaller wheel, the larger (laughs) sidewall. You'll be fine. You'll be happier in the end. You'll be you'll be so much happier in the end. Listen to Robbie's advice. Listen, it's like everyone in high school had that. We all had, you know, our cars were all like lowered, and we had big wheels and all this stuff. And then you fast forward like five years, and you have other bills. You still had that car, and it's still lowered, but it's like. (laughs) (laughs) You can you can tell the person just doesn't wash it every week anymore, (laughs) and they're like trying to figure out like you know some of my friends like cut their springs. I was like, oh my god, or you know. And so now the car's like running, driving a little cockeyed because at some point that's that was a bad idea. <laughs> Later on down the road, when you have your car, like you know, think about long term. I have my car for five, six, ten years. Trying to like, oh, I didn't really want. Oh, it was it was a good. It looked cool when I got it. It looked cool when I got it. Uh, that said, uh, no, it's it's you know, BMW iDrive Eight is uh, their infotainment system is yeah, it works nice. It works well. Um, I, I could not find, but here's the word. I could not find how many, what my miles per gallon was. <laughs> you couldn't find it on this. <laughs> I couldn't find, I could see the trip it, and it's so it, how it far. Is, it is hard <laughs> to find, you know, that kind of data in the, in the BMW infotainment system. The best part of it is you can't see it, but Robbie's holding up his hands like, oh, I, I don't looked. know. I'm just shrugging. <laughs> I was looking for it because I was like, oh, I should get the numbers. And I went out to the car and I used to have a mini. So you have to, the people don't realize that on the uh, left stock, there's a little button you have to press. On, on like, the end of it, things. Yeah. yeah. So I'm doing that. And I'm just like, it's not showing me more information. It's just saying, hey, you drove this far, this many miles and use some gas yeah <laughs> but like it doesn't do like gas the calculation and i was like pushing buttons in the end i'm like well, i don't know well you know if you if you have the number of gallons and the number of miles no i don't know it's not math, it doesn't tell Bobby. me the perfect it doesn't give me the perfect percentage of gas left in the car it's just like that little bar it's like Ugh. i have to yeah anyway the car gets 22 miles per gallon 21 city or combined 21 city 25 highway sure <laughs> and for, for a car the size of the x7 that's actually not bad yeah, that's pretty good for a giant. I, my old WRX from 2002 got 12 miles per gallon. Yeah. <laughs> so this is better. And you yeah. could haul literally everyone you know if you don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> um, what else did it have? Oh, it had the little cooler and heater uh, cup holders. Oh, nice. I love those so much. That's the most – the They're the most bougie thing, thing that I absolutely they are. love. They because are. I put my soda in there and I put the little cooler thing on. What like, what color was your X7? It was like a this gray color, the sparkling copper metallic. It was. Oh. It was, was right. it really called sparkling copper metallic? Yeah, it was like a gray color. Up? It's still here. They're supposed to pick it up. I don't know what's going on. Sparkling I think they'll be here copper. like while we're recording. Oh yeah. 
It's, when, yeah, it's grayish. Okay. It's, it's fine. It looks nice. How when, is that sparkling copper if it's know. gray? Is it copper, copper colored? This is not copper colored. It's, I <sighs> it's got an, probably got an ever so subtle hint of copper yeah. red. It was like, it again, back to my copper. WRX. My WRX was midnight blue. And when I bought it, I'm like, oh, black. And then after I had it for a month, I saw it. Oh, if you looked in the sun, it had blue sparkles in it, you but it looked black. It? Yeah. Okay. Which I'm like, I'll ooh. You, but every single image mm. that came up on my Google search. No, nah, just, it's like just gray. gray. It's just gray. Um, yeah, no, I didn't have any issues with it. It's it's, it's it handles far better than a than it sh- a vehicle that size should. Um, it, you know, I took it on the little the, the not a lot, you know, not the crazy twisties that I would take like a uh, you know a, a sports vehicle, a sports car vehicle, uh, vehicles that do sports, a uh, sports car. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I did really well. It, you know, it, it's just it's it's a really big vehicle that feels a it feels smaller than it is. Um, you're going to get 22 miles per gallon and it's a lot, you know, starts at $77,850. Um, the one I got, uh, $95,745. So, you, you know, everyone kept asking me, how much is it? I'm like, probably about a hundred because I usually look at the price afterwards because I'm like, that's what I feel like. That's what they're, and that's what it is. It's about a hundred thousand dollars for this car. Um, with all the crazy stuff, like the, the giant $2,600 rims and, um, <laughs> The uh, executive package, which has the cup holders, you have to get the, you know, and, and then it also has gesture control, which boo, who cares? Um, but it also has, you know, the Harman Carbon surround system and uh, the glass controls, which sure. So that's like almost 4,000. Um, Gla- Wait, what are the glass controls? I have no idea. I guess what does it, that if, even mean? I think it holds your glasses in your face. Okay. <laughs> Keeps I don't like know. A, like a little arm comes out and just touches right between the. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind, kind of like in, in the jerk. <laughs> Maybe it's just the roll the windows up and down. I'm like, no. wait, what does that mean, glass? I don't know. Oh, it's exactly the touchscreen system, you know, to, to oh, touch wait, the glass to make stuff happen. Oh, maybe it's the um. Wait, this overhead? Do they have the the um? Oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, it's thirty. It's four thousand bucks. If you're if you're buying a giant BMW like this and the X7, it converts the shifter into a beautiful piece of glass, which houses an illuminated letter X in the center. Oh, really? That's a. That's what to it my, is. My, my random Google. I'm like, oh, yeah. Did you? Does it? Did it do that? Yeah. I mean, no. It just has the glass. It's just the. It's like BMW's oh. little like thing. It's. I've seen it on a bunch of BMWs. So I don't it know if it looks really cool. I mean, it kind of, it's so small. And it's just, I mean, it looks very fancy. You, kind of, you look at it once or twice when you You're start. Like, okay, you know, fine, whatever. The car. The heated and, and cooled cup holders might be worth the, the $4,000, but. I think that's the coolest. I love that. I want, like, much like the first time I ever experienced heated seats. I was like, the, and a heated steering wheel, like, years ago. I was like, this is silly. Who needs this? I'm like, oh, everyone needs this. These are amazing. Now I'm like, this cup holder business is ridiculous. Now I'm looking at it and going, this is the most brilliant thing ever. <laughs> I, I wish it, was, it wasn't part of the executive package. I wish you could just pay $500 for it. Just to have the cup holders. Just to have the cup holders. I mean, I think the Harman Kardon uh, surround sound system, that's if you're cool. a big audiophile, would, that's great. Yeah. Would, you, would you consider paying $8 a month? For the heated for it? No, I don't. I don't. I don't have. See, that's the thing is like I would rather just pay up front and then be done with it, rather because I have too many subscriptions. Subscription fatigue, people. I'm I'm paying for too many things, and every month I'm like I don't need that anymore. And so, so I'm just like cutting them car, down, killing them be, over. That would still be like a grand. Like say you kept your car for eleven years, be like a thousand dollars. Yeah. 
Yeah, or just give them $500. If I only have the car for right. five years, they're making out. Well, I guess they don't make out. Either way, I just I, the subscription for like just things like this. If no, I, I can understand. I can understand like like you know when when level three autonomy works like large you know is 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 more or level four autonomy is out there and you can subscribe to it for like one month because you're doing like a cross country trip. I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, I'll pay the fifty dollars because I have to drive to I don't know Pennsylvania or something. <laughs> But the most part, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't use that all. I barely use the, you know, I use the, the, um, the, uh, what do you call it? The ADAS systems on all the cars that I get, but I use them and I test them out. But unless I'm stuck in traffic, which I'm rarely stuck in traffic because I don't commute, I don't really use those. I just turn them like once I'm out yeah. of traffic, I just turn everything off and then just go back to driving. Like I don't, we we don't have um, adaptive cruise control in Arcona, so I never use it. And then, you know, my first car that had cruise control, well, it'd be hard to use it like, if you don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess make. I guess the the adaptive part is just my wife screaming. We're about to hit something. Uh, <laughs> it's just the passenger scream. No. Oh, okay. Then we roll slow down. There we go. Uh, so yeah, but over overall, uh, if you're looking for a big um, fancy. Uh, SUV that's it's really it's really comfy driving around the uh, and and handles pretty well and gets 22 miles per gallon combined the X7 there you go not bad not bad good job BMW. BMW yeah nice work right. good job well Nicole do you have anything any any additional I, thoughts on the Accord I don't I've had the Accord now forever like I it was normally it's a two week loan at Christmas and for some reason it's three so I'm just living with the Accord life now um <clears throat> it's doing just fine well I'm gonna get to drive it though in some I'm gonna do a New England thing in some wicked wicked bad snow this weekend it's supposed to be a wicked foot of bad snow. wicked bad it's supposed to be a foot of snow on Sunday and I think I'm actually gonna take it out in the snow and see what happens I mean I'm gonna keep it in one piece but I'm just really curious and an honest to god snowstorm you got a set of snow socks to put on it for when you get stuck i should have snow socks for when i get stuck that is a negative attitude well that is i mean if you're getting a foot of snow <laughs> yeah you know, if the roads haven't been plowed you know well, the, the accord has significantly less than one foot of ground clearance <laughs> you can do so. it i can That's, i feel like i can, can now. do is it that a challenge was that a gauntlet thrown challenge yes. i feel like you'll be fine Consi consider the gauntlet thrown Okay, no. so be a picture it's of me front in wheel drive. Yeah. yeah, you can do that. In, you can do that in summers. You'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> I think I have all seasons. I should probably look at that before I take it out. Double check that. Yeah, I, yeah. The, <laughs> I'm gonna glance at yeah, that on, on an Accord, it's almost certainly all seasons. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it is. there's like it's the all season type car. Everything yes. is all, all seasons, seasons all the time. Is perfect. I do really enjoy it. I, do, yeah. I mean, I've driven it now quite a bit. I drove it back and forth. It's now your car. Airport. I know it's mine. It's mine now. No one else can have it. You, um, it's it's you, funny because you've I, probably driven it more than you've driven the Charger in the last. Probably. Oh, like, poor I Charger. Thought, when I was driving it today, I'm like, I thought to myself, oh my goodness, I actually don't have to think about driving this. Like, I know where everything is now because I've been driving it for three weeks. Oh, <laughs> I had the the Type R once like that, and then the last night I had it, someone stole the rims off. Are the wheels oh. off? Well, hopefully no one's. <laughs> they leave it on cinder blocks or something. Or? Yeah, they stuck it on two cinder blocks, so it was like a teeter totter. <laughs> You're kidding? Did they really? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'll put it. I'll send the. I'm, I'm going to send the picture to uh, y'all. Okay. And then you can okay. put it in the show notes. It's a. Okay. It, it was a. I thought I was never getting another car again when this happened. Oh, that, but that's totally not your fault. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that happens. Like, what is the? I know, but it was especially that? if you're in the Bay Area. 
It was, no, I lived in a super crazy nice, uh, like part of town when this and happened. Somehow, it was someone... I would park it in a better car to town, and then walk to my apartment, and it was still. You know, the I, cops were like, "Yeah, they just followed you." you know, I, I, you know, I, I had a, a Lincoln Navigator broken into on Market Street in San Oof. Francisco. Really? Yeah. yeah, they just smashed the rear quarter window, um, and. You know, Were I they was, trying to steal something inside? Did you leave? Yeah, there's the laptop they, in there. Or they, something? they pulled out my backpack from the back. It was my backpack was in the back uh, in the cargo area. Uh, and they, they pulled my backpack out through there and um, took off and le- um, stole my uh, work laptop. Uh, that's, oh can't, man, <laughs> can't yeah, can't leave things in your car. That's the first rule of city living. Yeah, well, <laughs> especially in uh, in San Francisco. In San Francisco, yeah. yeah. Well, it makes you feel better. I've had cars broken into in Kansas City and L.A. Actually, a lot in L.A. They broke into our, our, our locked gated area in L.A. to break shit, to steal stuff these, out of my these car. Are, these aren't even cinder blocks. They're like paver bricks. Wait, did yeah. you send us the picture? Am I missing yeah, it? Yeah, it's in the, in the, it's Wait, in the chat. Chat. Let's I'll, see. I'll, I'll, I'll put this in the show notes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, they are. I'm surprised, it's, really I'm surprised it didn't just they – just, because it's on the narrow side of these paver blocks. Oh I'm surprised it did, didn't just the tip over. Just nip, yeah, you can see right where they left, they left, the, um, they left the, the lug nuts there, too. Yeah. Oh, that was nice. I mean, yeah, because they just something. pulled them off. Like, they had a whole system. And then I saw an, uh, my friend – it was uh, – there's like a, it's like a, I found out from later on that it was, uh, where I lived was like the border for like the Russian mafia and the Chinese mafia. <laughs> and so these young kids would just go around and feel like they were, you know, they could do whatever they wanted. And so they did this to a couple of cars. Um, wow. the cop was like, yeah. San Francisco uh, police sitting behind it. Yeah. It's the cops. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's this shiny, perfect little car. And Wow. I can't even imagine walking out my door and seeing that. I'd have a heart attack. <laughs> they had like video of them on like that 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 house's. Um, Did they really? Yeah. So I don't know if they got caught or whatever. It's not my car, so I don't have you know. At yeah. the end of the day, so, I don't have information wow. about it. But so did you go out and find everyone this? but me thought it was a hilarious. Like did Honda was. Like, a, no, no, I got you, a call. So I was going to say because you would drive by and see that and be like, oh god, that guy's car. Like I'm wondering. No, if I got a call from the fleet manager. Um, he called me because Honda had called him because the police were calling Honda because the car was in Honda's, you know, belongs to right. Honda. Oh, so right. they, they, the they, police they, saw it, pulled the license <laughs> license plate number, and realized it was registered to Honda. Honda, the car, the Honda called the fleet manager. The fleet manager calls me, and he's he's like, and I was staying hey. home, so they could pick it up. And he's like, hey, have you seen the Type R this morning? I'm like. No, no. What? He's like, yeah, we got a call from the SFPD that, that you that, might want to go out and take a look. Oh my god! I was gosh. like, oh no, and that that car, and it turns out that it that thing is, just, you know what? Of all the cars I've had, that was the one I was outside of like McLaren or Lamborghini, um, which I really don't like having at my house, to be honest. Um, I like driving the cars, but like they make me nervous having they them. Make around. you nervous, yeah. But this car was the one that I was really, really paranoid about. When I went and visited family, um, my my sister's boyfriend at the time, he's like, "Do you want to park this in the garage?" It because it's just, it's just a yeah. It's, it, and I had shown up with like Audis, with Mercedes Benz, with BMWs, with you know all these other vehicles, and no one cared. But this vehicle, it's just like a giant target for for you know. So what do you do then? Do you have to I guess jack? How do you put? How do you do that? They went and got they got, like they that. put they put new wheels on it. 
So do you have to like hold it? Leave so probably one just side, went and got four donuts. <laughs> yeah, oh, they just put it under yeah, it and then and they, put okay. I'm like, yeah, they put new wheels on it and, and and you know oh they just gosh. put new wheels and 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 flat bedded it away. So oh. it was it was aging out. It was aging out of the fleet. So I ended up getting it for like a long time. I was I was talking to the Honda person. I'm like I just need to drive it for like a day. And he's like he's like I have one and it's mileaging out, which means you know that's. After I had it, it goes away and they auction Nobody it Nobody else off. drives it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so they, they, they said, uh, do you want it? I'm like, oh, do you want it over Christmas? I'm like, hey, I got to drive like 900 miles over Christmas. He's like, I, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I was like, all right. He's like, oh, you know, he's like, oh, you know what? I don't want to deal with that between Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> so do you want it until like the third, like after, after New Year's? I'm like, Sure. And so I had it for a long time, and then this happened. So that's what's going to happen to your Accord. This if is the there. most ridiculous picture. I do have really nice wheels in the Accord. I don't think it's going to get stolen. So help me if I go out there tomorrow, my car looks like that. I'll be, I'll just die laughing. I'll be like, I Robbie's fault. I don't know. Yeah. They're going to call me and be like, Robbie made this happen. Karma. <laughs> All right. It had like, yeah, I had summers, and it was like winter time, and I was up in Tehachapi, and the roads were really icy, and I was. It still like it still did so well, even in the summers. I was just like, wow. Well, some, the summers are some, they're gone now. I'm going to test out my little Honda Corning. I'm going to take it out in the snow. We'll see. Unless it has summer tires, which I don't think it will. It must have all seasons. On Just it. sliding all over the place. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Did you know you can support Wheel Bearings directly? Head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia and you can become a patron today. Your contributions will help fund the platforms and tools we use to bring the podcast to you. And exclusives and improvements are already on the way thanks to your generosity. So if you want to be part of an automotive podcast like no other, head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia. Um, well, I also had a large three-row SUV with an inline six-cylinder turbocharged engine. And, and guess what? It's also rated at 22 miles per gallon combined. Ooh. Although I have, I have averaged uh, just about 23 over the past week. Um, can, you want to guess what it is? Well, well I see it. I yeah, can't. Yeah, we can see it. We okay. can't guess. We can guess. We can see it. Okay. I'm, uh, at home, well, let's play well, along at home. Listeners. Yes, nope, that's yes. not it. Yeah, try again. No, you got it wrong. No, nope, you're wrong no. too. It is no. the uh, the 2024 Cadillac Escalade four wheel drive platinum um, with the three liter Duramax diesel engine, uh, which is a fantastic engine. This this is an amazing piece of work that uh, the GM did. Um, you know, it is. Uh, I think it's a little. Can't remember now. I think it's a little over 300 horsepower, um, and yeah, you know, it it feels so smooth, yeah, you know, because it's an inline six. I remember when they when they announced this engine when they were launching the the current generation of the the Silverado, and I was I talked I was talking to at the reveal event. I was talking to Dan Nicholson, who at the time was head of powertrain engineering, um, you know, and. You know, and this is this, this was what 2019, I think, when they originally announced this engine uh, for the Silverado, and um, you know, at that time, Ford had a, a diesel in the available in the F-150. It was a three-liter V6. Um, Chrysler, you know, Ram had a three-liter V6 diesel available in the Ram uh, 1500, and you know, GM did it did an inline six, and I asked. Dan, you know why why they opted for an inline six instead of uh, uh, in, instead of a V six, and he said, "Well, because it's so smooth. You know, we we wanted it to be smooth, and this I, I've 
driven a few different vehicles over the last several years, a couple of pickup trucks and and now this Escalade. Actually, I've had I've driven two different Escalades over the last couple of years with this engine. And it is just an amazing engine. It is so smooth, so powerful. Um, it's uh, it's two uh, it's 277 horsepower, but 460 foot pounds of torque. Oof. Which you know for uh, a relatively large, you know, this this is the and this is the the standard wheelbase Escalade, not the not the ESV. Um, the curb weight of this thing, four wheel drive and the diesel, six thousand and fifteen pounds, <laughs> three tons. This is a three ton oh luxury SUV, and it's averaging twenty three miles per gallon, which is really really impressive. Um, and it will also tow uh, seventy eight hundred pounds, which you know again is also very useful. You know if you if you need a if you need something to tow. You know, and give you you know a very coddled ride. Um, you know, this this is your vehicle. You know, the the ride quality and the handling is also shockingly good. Is this has a four wheel air spring suspension system, uh, independent. Th this generation of the the, the GM's full size SUVs are the first to get. Um, you guys can't hear me. Oh, we can hear you. There's a weird. You might want to note it right there. There was a. It there was a staticky thing that happened right there. Huh. It was like a staticky, it was like a staticky, like, like rolling your R's almost. It's like, yeah, that was strange. Okay. And now it's gone. All right. That's gone. Well, sorry. Anyway. You saw us both going, am I only hearing that? Or yeah. You? <laughs> yeah no, I, I couldn't tell if you happening. just couldn't hear me at all or what, cause I, I didn't hear any of that. Oh. Um, huh. So anyway, um, th this generation of GM's full size SUVs is the first to have, um, independent rear suspension, and they really did a fantastic job on it. So you got full air spring suspension uh, on all four corners, plus Magna Ride dampers, which you know the combination of that just makes this ideal. So you, you have a smooth ride, but very little body roll. Um, you know, it, it handles shockingly well for a three-ton SUV. You know, on 22-inch wheels. You know, so mine were slightly smaller than the X7. Only 22s, um, and uh, the uh, this one is finished in dark moon blue, which is, is it actually uh, blue? Unlike is it gray? It is, gray it is blue, car? but it's very but it's very dark. You know, it's it's dark nearly black. Moon. You know, so in in sunlight you can see it looks blue, but you know it's been mostly. You know, dark oh, really and overcast cool. over the last week. I can week. actually see. I can see the blue in the random pictures I googled on that one. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's it's a good it's a good looking vehicle. I like yeah, it a lot. Beautiful. Um, the the last Escalade I had was the uh, Sport. It was white with all black trim, and it was kind of a stormtrooper look to it, uh, <laughs> which, which is a little odd. Stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah, but this this one, you know, the dark moon blue, um, you know, and it's got all the options on there. Um, you know, so it's fully loaded. You know, this is the 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 premium or platinum exclusive package on this one. Uh, so you got semi-aniline leather seats on all three rows, uh, heated steering wheel, heated heated and cooled seats. Although I haven't had to use the cooled seats, um, <laughs> the seats massage you. So yesterday when I was driving back um, from over the other side of town, went to the the Knack Toy Awards in the morning, and then I was at the Autoline studio in the afternoon, and driving home, had those massagers on there, felt felt really good. Um, you know, and 
the this Escalade has um, OLED displays, so it's like 37 inches across. So you got two touchscreens, a, a smaller 7.2-inch touchscreen on the left-hand end where you can toggle between some of the, the various displays for the instrument cluster and some other controls, and then a 14-inch infotainment display on the uh, on the right-hand side above the center, uh, and then like a 12 or uh, or sorry 17-inch infotainment display, 14-inch cluster display, all OLED, so it looks fantastic. Um, 36-speaker AKG audio system. Um, at wireless Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. One of the things I really like on these, um, the wireless charging system, it's a slot. So you stick your phone down in there and it's got like the little rubber, rubberized uh, grips, you know, kind of like what you see in the cup holders a lot of times. So, so it fits different size cups. Uh, and so it actually, when you slide your phone down in there, it actually holds it in place. So when you go around a corner, your phone doesn't always slide off the, the wireless that's charger. Like, that's like my pet peeve when the wireless charger won't hold your phone. I understand phones are very yeah. yeah. But just do one so that if you take, or if you stop short or whatever, your phone's like, like whoo, it's like yeah. Everybody, across the just car. Just look at the way Cadillac does it. It's perfect. Yeah. It works. I, I lost uh, my, I left my phone in the uh, I, um, EV6 um, GT. How does the EV6 do theirs? It's just, you just put it on there. But I yeah. was, you know, it's, it, we were doing drifting. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> so no. I got out of the car and I just forgot my phone because <laughs> it had slid underneath something. That I had to call. It was a whole mess. I had to call somebody. I have on occasion had to do that whole find my phone thing because it has slid off the car. It's somewhere underneath it. And I'm like, I cannot find it. I need to at least hear a region for where it may have slid to. <laughs> um, one, one of the, uh, the, one of the, one of the things, the options you have um, for the instrument cluster display in the uh, the Escalade, you know, you can have your standard kind of gauges and a couple of different ver- formats in there that you can toggle through. But you can all there's also on this one uh, the night vision system. So there's an infrared sensor in the uh, in the grill. Uh, so when you're driving at night, um, you can see everything. And one of the things it does, it has pedestrian detection. So the other night I was when I was coming home. Um, I came around, came around the corner onto my street, and it was after dark, and there was somebody that was jogging, and I had I had toggled on the, the night vision display, and all of a sudden a bright yellow box as I came around the corner, a bright yellow box appeared, you know, highlighting where this pedestrian was jogging down the side of the street, so you know that's a that's a nice feature to have. Um, could you, you know. see, so could you see the person? Did you see the person before the car saw the person? No. Uh, the, the car saw the person before I did. The car saw the person first. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the augmented reality mode, um, which basically shows you the view. The same view you see looking out the windshield shows up in the instrument cluster. Uh, it's coming from the the, front, the cameras that are used for um, super cruise and the lane keeping assist uh, in the front. But uh, um, when you're using navigation, when you're using the built-in navigation system, um, what it'll do is it shows you the prompts on the AR display. So, you know, if you're going straight down the road, you'll see an arrow in the lane that you're in. You have to stay in this lane. Um, or, you know, if, if you're, if you're turning as you approach the intersection, you know, you'll see the arrows fl- it appears to be floating over the intersection. And as you get closer, you know, the arrow gets bigger. Um, I would prefer to have that in the heads up display. You know, so yeah. I'm actually looking at the road, but it is yeah. kind of cool. It's 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 a it's a neat feature, but I think the um, 
the uh, night vision is is probably a more useful feature in this case. Um, and then this also had super cruise, and I took the opportunity. I looked up the map that uh, GM has. You know, uh, in 2022 they expanded super cruise availability to 400,000 miles of roads now. And it goes wow. way beyond just divided highways where they started with. You know, so now on a lot of rural um, highways, you know, uh, rural two-lane roads, um, you can get super cruise on there. And so I looked on the map to find some of the roads in, in my area, and I went and tried it out. And it actually works. and works really well, yeah, even on, cool. you know, a two-lane road. It won't, it won't stop. You know, for stop signs or traffic signals, you see, you know, obviously with Super Cruise, you're still paying attention to the road um, and you, you have to stop on your own. But it'll follow the curves and everything um, and do the do the steering all hands free. Uh, so that that worked really well. The one one this was one of the first times, though, that I've actually had uh, an issue with Super Cruise, you know, which makes it good that hmm. I was actually paying attention. And that was. Um, driving uh, back from the um, from the NACTOY Awards yesterday um, on I-696 on the north side of Detroit. Uh, they've been doing a lot of construction there, and there's been some lane shifts. And so there's some some faint marks on the on, still on the pavement from where they had the lane shifts, and they've moved it back. And at one point, it got confused and actually started to pull over to uh, oh. out, out of the lane. I've had uh, and, that happen in and, and, yeah. yeah. So I grabbed, mm-hmm. I just grabbed the wheel and you know held it in the lane, and then it recovered itself pretty quickly. I think uh, they all have trouble with that when you see the like a lot of systems when you have like they've they've shifted the lane and they remove the old fuzzy and there's like that fuzz of old lane markings that you kind of sort of see. I, it confuses. I've I had, had that, that problem with with other systems with Blue Cruise and with yeah. the Nissan system, but I haven't had that occur with Super Cruise before. This is the first time uh. I've had it happen with Super Cruise. Um, but you know, other than that, it you know worked, pr- you know, pretty much flawlessly. You know, it does the auto lane changing. Uh, so you know, if the the vehicle in front of you is going slower than your set speed, you know, it checks and sees if the adjacent if the, the lane to your left is is open. If it is, you know, it'll say, hey, auto lane change. If you don't want it to change lanes, you just tap the turn signal. If you don't do anything, then it will move over do the pass and then move back to the original lane that you were in. So, you know, proper, proper lane etiquette as you know, the way, the way we should be doing it as human beings. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's a little, yeah. In theory. So, um, you know, for a full size luxury SUV, you know, the, the Escalade is really, really nice. Um, it's also quite pricey. Um, Gosh. altogether. No. Yeah. Amazingly enough. Yes. Altogether, uh, Total vehicle price on this one that I drove with the diesel. And also, there's no upcharge for the diesel on the Escalade. It's the same price whether you want the diesel or the 6.2-liter V8. And given that, I would, especially if I was towing, I would probably go with, with the diesel uh, because it's so much more fuel efficient than the uh, than the, the 6.2. Um, but uh, all in, this was $120,815. I was betting in my head 129, so that's less than I thought, but still right. a lot. So it's less <laughs> than you thought. So it's more it's more affordable than the upcoming Escalade IQ by about forty thousand um, dollars, but mm. uh, it's still quite quite expensive. Uh, you want to guess at the destination charge? Oh 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 oh! Oh, you can go first if you like. Uh, Who do you want? You want me to go to first, or you can go first? No, I'll go first. I was going to say uh, I'm going to go nine ninety five. Nine ninety six. 
1995. Ooh. Jeez. Whoa. I was not thinking it was going to be that. <laughs> I was not even. I was like 12, maybe 12. That's what I was thinking. I was like 12, 95, no, 9, 95. Wow. 1995? Yep. Do they, is it, when it's delivered, is it being carried by a bunch of like burly men, like glistening in oil? Singing a like song Singing a song, like where they're holding with those sticks. Like it, yeah. like they're well, like I don't know how they do like with customers, but the, the like guys that deliver from NAVs are definitely don't fit that description. Wow. Yeah. Um. But uh. uh oh, and this one does did come with the uh, the console refrigerator with freezer. Uh, well, so, I mean that makes it worse. Oh well, never mind. Never mind. Forget never our mind. complaints forget entirely. It, forget it. Yeah. Forget anything I said. We're fools. Fools. Yeah. Fools. All of us. So that's oh my gosh. That's the 2024 Cadillac Escalade four wheel drive Platinum. Wow. With the three liter Duramax diesel and a 10 speed automatic. Oh my goodness. That's a lot. That's, of, a, that's a lot of money. Uh, it is that's a lot. But it I feel is. like, you know what, if you have it, and I see this all the time, like, yes, this is a crazy, stupid amount of money, but if you have $120,000 and you can spend it on a car, spend it on whatever makes you happy, that makes you happy. Buy it. Going to buy a tank. Yeah. Going to buy a tank. Robbie's going to buy a tank. <laughs> well, that's basically what this is. Yeah, I was going to say, it's just a pretty, as big as a tank. It's a pretty tank. <laughs> it's a tank with like a cooler. So. Yeah. <laughs> and a freezer. Don't forget the freezer. And a freezer. freezer. The freezer part is you know, ice cream. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Keep your ice cream cold. All right. So yesterday, Nicole was here in Detroit. Yes. Uh, she had the honor of presenting one of the awards at the uh, North American Car Truck and Utility Vehicle of the Year uh, presentation because yes. uh, Nicole is on the board of, of NACTOY. Ooh, I am. I was the secretary and now I've moved up. I'm now the vice president. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, man. So if the, the president gets like murdered, you're, you you take over, I, you slide I guess right. If, yeah. if someone takes so if some, out Jeff If something Gilbert, happens to I Jeff Gilbert, then uh, you like slide you. into the be- position. <laughs> I just take over. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hello. It's a coup. But if, if the pres- coup. but if the president decides that he doesn't want to leave after the next election, then, you know, you <laughs> better be careful to make sure oh, the rest of the doesn't, doesn't try to hang you. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, be careful about that. <laughs> All sorts of complications. A lot yeah. of things going on in these car awards. <laughs> you have no idea. It's cutthroat. no idea. Cut throat, Robbie. <laughs> so... Um, as as the vice president, you want to uh, go through who the winners were? Yes. So the uh, for utility vehicle, it was the Kia EV9. What? And it wasn't no. even close. It was it, not. It was, we have all the numbers for what each is because it was the EV9, the Kona EV, and the um, Genesis Electrified GV70 were the finalists. And the EV9 and all Hyundai Motor Group. Yeah, yeah. EV9 is so good. It's so good. It it was funny. I think if they hadn't won, honestly, I I would have been shocked. Would you have been shocked, Sam? Oh, absolutely. When you think about it, like, yeah, of the cars I've driven and the SUVs, I drove the Korean version, which means that it has softer, softer. um, Right. Suspension and it has, you know, the 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 acceleration mapping is is you know a bit more a chill. Different. Yeah. And and even that was like, man, this thing is, geez, it really. It's just so good. I think, and you know what? Honestly, it does such a good job of the whole like, okay, I'm an EV. I have to do EV stuff, but also really great family car. Like, it, yeah. it's just so good at doing both those things and not. I've had price it. too, starting at fifty six. Fifty-six, fifty-seven, yeah, I mean, somewhere it, around there. It, it yeah. gets, you know, at, at the high end, it gets pretty expensive. The GT line is about seventy-five thousand dollars, 
But there's um, options for not that. That's the thing. If you want to get into an EV in your yeah. family and you need a three row SUV, you can do it without having to spend seventy thousand dollars, which is yeah. which is nice. And I don't know how many families are willing to do that. I, I th- still think the the biggest weakness of most EVs is the fact that they are hard to road trip in because it's hard to plan. It's hard to plan, you know. On, and on the other hand, this thing kids, does. That's the last thing you want. It, but. it does charge really fast. It yeah, does. Um, if the charger works. Yeah, if the, yeah, if, if you find that's a working it. charger. If you and, get a yeah, no, that's from yeah. That's you know, when, I'm when just I, mumbling. <laughs> when when I was when I was in California last month, uh, when I went to the um, the Blazer Drive, um, you know, I, I I arrived a couple days early because I had something else I had to do in the LA area, and I drove down in an EV9, uh, and I went you know, I went to um, a uh, an Electrify America station in uh, in Carlsbad, and uh, you know, it, I was at about 46% state of charge. Uh, and, uh, it was, it was charging, you know, and I charged it up to 80% and it was staying all the way from 46 to 80%. It was above 170 kilowatts. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I mean, this is one of the amazing things about the, you know, the, the Hyundai group, uh, EVs is not just that they, they have a high peak, but they they actually maintain a very high rate of char uh, charging, you know, up up until you basically up until you get to about eighty percent. Uh, they yeah. they ramp down a little bit between fifty and eighty, but you know you're still above one hundred and seventy, you know, at you know seventy five percent state of charge. That's there's nothing else in the market that does that. Right. No, they they yeah they they invested really early in eight hundred volt system and a and a system that charges super quickly. So all those vehicles that are on the road, even you know ten years from now, are still going to charge really quickly. Right. So so yeah. So EV nine. EV nine. I love. And then for car, it was the Honda Accord, the Ionic six. I keep wanting to say Ionic five. Ionic six, and the Toyota Prius and the Prius one. Oh, yeah, that Which makes one sense. did you vote for? I I actually voted. I split it because there were the two that I liked the best. I really liked the Accord and I really liked the Prius. And okay. I was a little torn. So I split my vote between Accord and Prius. That's why I've had the Accord for so long. Trying to like, <laughs> trying yeah, to really get its worm into your heart. But that one, that one was closer. That one was a much closer. Yeah, those are all um, three good. Three, all three of yeah. those are really good. I mean, they, the winner won, but it was like it was a runaway for the EV9. It was a more reasonable like, mm, there's some back and forth here on this category. Yeah, that's a, that's but, a toughie. Yeah, I, I split cool mine thing. between all three with the Ionic 6 getting the most votes and then the Prius and then the Accord. And uh, then I the Accord. Third. The acceleration uh, mapping on the Ionic 6 is so good. It yeah. is good. It's just oh, anyway. So on, go on. But no, but I thought it was cool that um, Prius won because despite Toyota being Toyota and producing lots of great vehicles, they haven't won an award since two thousand five. And the wow. last time they won, yep. And you know well, what the did, last what they won for in two thousand? Yeah, but they don't update Prius? their cars for like Prius? the Prius. It was not <laughs> yeah. like Prius. So they like the last time they won was for the Prius, and now. The Prius has won again. So they just, but you know, sometimes it's not that it's luck. Like the things that win are always good vehicles. But like if you're in a year, you're up against the Kia EV9 this year in a utility, that's tough. There's like such a standout. So if you happen to be in a year where you have a very good car, but there is just a phenomenal car, it's tough, you know, which is sort of a certain. 
I mean, Kodas will keep those cars, those generations of cars on the market for a long yeah. time. So they have a very short window where they could win, whereas other people, they're, they're, they're uh, updating out new stuff more. and updates. Yeah. yeah. So the Toyota Prius. And the last one was trucks. It was the Silverado EV, the uh, Chevy Colorado, and the Ford Super Duty and Super Duty one. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I, I voted for Super Duty. I like this. I, year. I thought that I was great. I also voted for Super Duty. Yeah, and that yeah. one was that was also that was a the bit Colorado. Closer. I'm surprised. What that it didn't win? No, that it was that the high up. Well, remember, there's not. <laughs> you have to. You have to. <sighs> yeah, you have I to guess. Caveat this: there are like lots and lots and lots and lots of cars, and lots and lots and lots of SUVs, and a few new trucks. Like, yeah, you don't have as that many makes sense. To choose from to begin with, so yeah, you're and, not going to have. And you know, one of one of the candidates, you know, was the Ford Ranger, and Ford withdrew that one. Yes. Uh, back in October, uh, because with the strike, they were they were not one of the plants that got struck was the Wayne Assembly Plant where they build the Ranger, uh, and so, uh, so yeah. they weren't they weren't gonna they knew they weren't gonna be able to get it to market before the end of the year, so they withdrew it from consideration. Uh, okay. Yeah. So you could have had that in there, but yeah. So but I so I was happy with everything. I think they were good mm-hmm. choices. I I know it's people argue about them, but I think they're solid. No, everyone's going to always pick argue. That's, that's people the, always argue. Somebody the, will come at me and go, "How did you guys do that?" I'm like, I don't know. Ask the other 49 people who voted. It wasn't just me, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you know, the, I'm a world car juror, and yeah, we end up yeah. picking an EV and like almost right? all the time. People are like, "How could you?" I'm like, "Have you driven these cars?" Right, yeah. exactly. They're really good cars that just happen yep. to be EVs. Right, like. I got that question. I had to do a couple of interviews after the whole thing. And, you know, they're, you know, you're picking EVs now. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to 2024. Welcome. If you look now. at what's new in the market, you know, a and lot of it, EVs. there's, yeah. you know, there's more and more EVs coming out every year. You know, they're, and they're good. Consideration. Yeah. They're good. You can't half-ass an EV anymore. You can't be like, yeah. ah, here's my, here's my, you know, my car that happens well, to you, have an electric you, motor. You can try. I mean, you can, you, you can, can, but you're, I think we have evidence <laughs> otherwise. However, yeah. yes. you can, if you want to sell it. Yeah. If you want to sell it, because you're not, you're, you know, it's not a, you know, there's a lot more competition. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. 2024 Nactoy Award Nactoy. Nactoy. What, what? <laughs> do your little bum, 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 bum. Bah, bah, bah. Thank you. I can't do it as well as you can. <laughs> I should set up one of my 50 stupid buttons oh. to be that noise. <laughs> yeah. Like I have an app that actually has it in there too. What the DJ app that I use for scratching yeah, actually has see. air horn. I was like, "What's this button? It's all air horn." I'm all, hmm. So, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I can never use this on stage because it's ridiculous. But we People actually have it. Out. We have it installed on one of our drum pads that we use it for shows, and we don't ever. We use it very, very like once every three shows. We'll just. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> they don't need the button. They just need you. You are the human. The noise you make it perfectly. So air. What is it? Air horn. Air horn. Yeah. Air horn. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Uh, next yes. up. Um, yes. Last year's NAC toy truck of the year. Yes. Was the Ford F-150 Lightning. And it, um, you know, Ford seems to be following Tesla's pattern of just randomly changing the prices on their EVs <laughs> all the time. Just and, because. And for, for reasons that are entirely unclear and unexplained um you know the price you know they've they've just adjusted the pricing again on the model year 24 lightnings 
Um, but not on all. Well, they've adjusted on all of them, but not all. Most of them have gone up in price, but not all of them. So the Lightning Pro, the base 240-mile range Lightning Pro has gone up $5,000 to $55,000 base price. That's a big yeah. increase. Yeah. And, you know, that's one that launched at $40,000 when it came when the lightning first came out in 2022 so it launched at 40 and it's up to 55. yes Oof. and you know they had, they had raised the price to 55 last year when the price of battery materials spiked and then they dropped it back down to 50 and now it's back up to 55 even though the price the cost of batteries has not gone up um the uh the xlt the, the standard range xlt has wait, gone. wait, wait. Okay. The Lightning Pro is now $57,000. It went up again. <laughs> uh, oh, that's that's probably the price including the uh the destination. Okay. Um uh, the, uh, okay. Yeah, Cuz the destination that well, destination, destination charge. They also raised the destination charge. Oh. Destination charge was 19.95 for model year 23. They raised it to 20 2095. Oh. And it's only $100, but it's 2000s. Yes. Um <laughs> oh. so yeah, it's it, the the 67 is is including destination. So $65,000 okay. MSRP for the uh for the standard range oh, XLT. The uh the extended range XLT shockingly enough has not changed. It is still $70,000. Um the uh the flash model which is new for 2024 um which is based on the xlt long range um that one has gone up by thirty five hundred dollars from seventy thousand to seventy three five the the standard range lariat is also unchanged still at seventy thousand dollars the long range lariat uh has gone up by two thousand dollars so it's now seventy nine four ninety five uh so it just barely qualifies for the uh uh, for the the tax credits, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, and then um, the platinum, amazingly enough, they actually reduced the price for the platinum by five thousand dollars. It's still, but it's still over that eighty thousand dollars threshold yeah. for the. So it's just yeah, like, so if you oh, want a platinum, okay. you can't get a tax credit on it. Yeah, so, so it's still above the the threshold, but you're going to save five grand for reasons that make no. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> And the plat, uh, so the, the the regular platinum is eighty five thousand dollars. The uh, platinum black um, is ninety two ninety three thousand dollars. Well, you know what? It worked. I mean, Tesla sold one point eight million cars last last year, so they're looking at that number and they're like, you know what? They're still aren't they still? Do they still? They were having a problem selling for a while, weren't they? Like, uh, like they weren't selling as well as they were supposed yeah. to. Yeah, and yeah, you know, they they and actually cut one of the two shifts at the uh, the assembly plant. So they this, production this in half. the price. And yeah. then last month they like sold like gangbusters. Right. Um, <laughs> but if, so they raised the price for uh, for model year twenty three lightnings that are still on the lot uh, or lightning platinums, um, you can get seven thousand dollars off seven thousand dollar discount Ooh. on that, which is so basically makes it the same price as the uh, the model year twenty four platinum, um, and then uh, let's see what else uh, customers that. Uh, already ordered. If you already ordered a 24 model year Lightning that had a price increase, um, they will honor the original price. Yay! Um, That's and, good because that would tick people off if they didn't yeah, do that. Yeah. 
And then the uh, the Mach E, um, which is no longer eligible for tax credits when you buy it, is you can't. They are now doing a pass through of the seventy five hundred dollars um, if you lease it. So I love if, how they call it seventy five hundred dollar red carpet lease cash. Yeah. That Ooh. sounds so fancy. Yeah. Red carpet lease. When leased, red carpet Ooh. lease cash. Not just Ooh. lease cash, but red carpet lease cash. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So let's there you talk. Go. Let's talk about those tax credits. <laughs> tax the tax tax the tax tax credits. Um, if you all three cars. Yeah. It, it's oh getting gosh. there. It's 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 almost almost down to what it is. Um. The, the you know they, they the rules keep getting adjusted for the uh, for the tax credits, um, you know. So starting January first of this year, um, they they now have point of sale tax credits. So instead of buying a car now and then waiting until next year when you file your taxes to claim that tax credit, you can now get it as an instant rebate at the time of purchase, which means that um, you know it actually lowers your monthly payment. So bam, really, really truly does become more affordable. Bam. Assuming you can find an EV that still qualifies oh for a tax credit at I all. I just clicked the list and I thought just it wasn't the list? Present. I thought it wasn't refreshing and I just realized that's the whole list. I thought it was yeah. dropping off. After. A whole oh, bunch no. of the vehicles that were eligible uh, before January 1st are no longer eligible because now they're they're starting to roll in the um, the requirements, the content, the domestic content requirements for the batteries. So a bunch of vehicles that still qualified last year no longer qualify womp, womp. Um, like uh, the only GM EVs that still qualify for a tax credit are the Bolt and the Bolt EUV um, $7,500 it's a deal if I'm, you can I'm, get it before they run out yes because right? they, they ended production about three weeks ago um, but there's probably still some floating around on dealer lots so if you can find a new Bolt on a dealer lot you can get 7500 bucks off right at the time of sale so damn. So twenty grand Cheapies. for a bolt. Yeah. 20, 20 grand for a bolt. And if you live in like California, if you live in other like states, and then you just you can get an EV with two hundred fifty miles for under twenty grand. Yeah. Bam. Bam. Um, the Chrysler Pacifica plug-in hybrid still eligible for seventy five hundred bucks if you want one of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the way, if you want one, I mean, if I mean, you want I, one. I, I like the Pacifica plug-in hybrid. I it's do. a good vehicle. Like you know, Pacifica. it gets thirty-three my, my miles of electric driving range. It's a good car. And my and, only problem is that you can't. You have. It doesn't have stow and go because of the battery. Right. Yeah. You gotta take the. You gotta take the seats out. Only uh, for the second row seats. There's no stow. second row only. Yeah. Third, you can do the it in third row. row. Seats, yeah. We'll, we'll, you still get. Yeah. That's it. Only problem with that, and that's yeah. because you know it's a PHEV. Yeah. You, you gotta put the battery somewhere. <laughs> yeah. The uh, for Ford the Escape plug-in hybrid and the. Um, the uh, extended or the uh, the F one hundred and fifty Lightning are still the eligible. The Escape only gets thirty seven. It's down to half, or roughly yeah. half. There. Right. Yeah. Which is, um, I because, mean, you you feel like you should get more because you bought an Escape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everything else, everything else on the Escape platform is better than the Escape. Of course. The uh, the of Jeep course, Scott Bay. the Jeep Grand Cherokee and Wrangler four by E's also eligible for thirty seven fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lincoln Corsair Grand Touring also eligible for thirty-seven fifty. That's a plug-in hybrid. Uh, a few of the Rivian R1s's and R1ts, the you know the entry-level Rivians, um, are eligible. So those that are under that slip in under the eighty thousand dollar price limit, you can get thirty-seven fifty on those um, because um, the 
the cells, um, the, the, the minerals, they don't qualify under for the, the, the 3750 for the critical minerals, but they do for the components because the battery packs are built here, assembled here. Cool. Uh, and then Tesla, um, the Model 3 Performance is the only Model 3 that's still eligible. Um, and the, the, standard, the, long, the standard range and the long range Model 3s are no longer eligible. And I've been trying to figure out why that is. Uh, the, the standard range is, is obvious because it's a CATL. It's a Chinese battery, yeah. so that disqualifies it. It's not clear why the Model 3 long range isn't eligible. Um, mm. But looking, looking at the, uh, uh, some of the data in the, the EPA fuel economy Excel spreadsheet, there's some different specs on the battery in that, so it may be that they're getting oh, the cells some, from, from China. Uh, for that one. Yeah, yeah, um, and then the uh, the Model X long range apparently also falls under the eighty thousand dollar price cap, so it's eligible. The, and then the Model Ys are eligible for seventy five hundred bucks, and this that's is it. That's a short. That list. is the entire list. Womp womp. You know what? Lease. Yeah, if you if you lease, most most manufacturers now are doing the $7,500 pass through on leases. And, you know, there's a lot of good reasons to lease, still to lease an EV instead of buying one right now. Um, so if you go and lease one, you can, you can get a, a much better deal because you can get that 7,500 bucks off towards the lease. Yeah. Plus, you know, in three years, everything will be yeah. uh, NACS. And and, right. and 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 GM says that um, the their other EVs the the their Altium EVs the Silverado the uh, the Blazer the Hummer and the Lyric um, will be eligible again soon. Um, there were apparently some um, small number of Chinese sourced components, components in there that disqualified oh. them. So they they expect those to they're resourcing those components from different suppliers. And so they expect those to be back eligible within sometime in the next few months. And okay. who knows, maybe by then they'll actually even be able to build them. Bum, 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 bum. Well, more, I mean, they can build them just very slowly. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. Um, oh, the Porsche Taycan. The Taycan was already a really fast EV. Now there's a version coming soon that is going to be Really, really, really fast. Much Why faster. Make it faster. The time that they're cutting off at the twenty. What? <laughs> so, so they've got a new version of the Taycan that they haven't, they haven't, um, they haven't given specifics yet. But um, you know, it's speculated that this is going going to be a three motor version because the current one's two motors. So a three motor that their motor trend is calling the Taycan Turbo GT. Um, they took it to the, the Nürburgring Nordschleife, um, and it ran, it's a fast lap, 26 seconds faster than the previous Taycan Turbo S. 26 seconds, that's... 26 seconds, that's a whole commercial on, t on TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, that's ridiculously that's fast. And when Tesla decided to pick a fight with Porsche, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> That is also, you knew, now you have you knew this was Taycan. coming yeah. and they were going to be patient about it because that's how Porsche is like, yeah, well, don't worry about it. We got this. But it's <laughs> awesome. Maybe because they picked the fight. That's why we have this little beautiful little thing. And and that 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 time, the time of seven minutes, seven minutes, seven point five five seconds um, is also 20 seconds faster than the Model S Plaid. 
Dun, dun, dun. So, so there's a stupidly fast, and even more stupidly fast Tycon coming. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, BYD, uh, they don't sell cars in North America. Um, they sell a lot of cars in China and in a bunch of other countries, including Europe. In fact, as of, the, as of 2023, they sell more plug-in vehicles than anybody else, including Tesla. Um, they sold, um, was it, uh, I think it was like uh, two, two and a half million, or no, sorry, three, 3.1 million plug-in vehicles, wow. um, including, and they only, they only build battery electrics and plug-in hybrids. Um, so Tesla still sold slightly more battery electric vehicles than BYD last year, but I think that'll probably change this year. Uh, last year, Tesla delivered, 1.8 million uh, battery electrics and BYD was 1.6 um, and then a little over 1.4 million uh, plug-in hybrids. Uh, but their newest EV is the SEAL, which is the sedan that they showed off at the Munich uh, IAA show. Uh, and I saw it there and it's a really impressive looking car. Um, Motor Trend had a chance to, uh, to drive it recently um, in, uh, in Europe. And overall, they were pretty impressed. I mean, this is a model three sized sedan. Um, it's got, uh, a range, uh, a WLTP range of, um, 323 miles with the big battery and goes zero to 60 in 3.8 seconds. Um, and, and this is with a lithium iron phosphate battery, which is particularly impressive. And it's also, uh, about six or $7,000 cheaper than a model three. And so, you know, this, this is a pretty impressive car and I mean, it looks great. It's got a really nice interior. It feels a lot more premium. Um, the only, the, the only major, the only notable issue issues that they had that motor trend had with this thing were the ADAS system was beeping too much, you know, giving too many, <laughs> too many warnings. Um, the, uh, the steering feel was too light. And they weren't that impressed with the charging, um, and that that one's that one's fair. Um, the the charging speed, it, it'll charge up to 150 kilowatts, but it takes like 30 minutes to go from 30 to 80 percent charge. Oh, that's a long yeah. time. Which is, yeah, which is kind of yeah, slow. That's slow. Yeah. But um, you know, if if they ever decide, you know, if BYD ever decides to enter the U.S. market. Um, they are going to be a serious competitor for everybody. Right now, there's it yeah. says no, right? The plan is not. No, so no, no plans yeah. right now. But they are selling it in Mexico. Yeah. Um, and in, in Mexico, the the rear wheel drive seal is priced at forty five thousand two hundred seventy dollars. Um, and the all wheel drive is fifty one six seventy. Um, in China, uh, I think the base price is something like twenty. It's just under twenty seven thousand dollars. Okay. For the rear drive version, um, so you know if you you know you can if you go to Mexico if you or if you live in Mexico, you can <laughs> you can get the BYD seal and it's, right now it's pretty impressive. So you might want to take a look at this if you're looking for an EV in in Mexico. Cool. Um, so next week, um, in fact, tomorrow, um, flying to uh, Las Vegas for CES. Um, Stellantis back in October, I think it was October, or November, mm -hmm. 
while the strike was still going on, announced that they were pulling out of the LA Auto Show um, and CES. Um, and um, now this the other day they said, yeah, we're done with auto shows entirely. Which, uh, here's the thing, is if you do an auto show, you're an automaker, let's say you have the 9 a.m. slot for your news. Yay, everyone sees your new car, blah, blah. 9.30, guess what? Your news just moved, got moved down the the, yeah. The, yeah. The, the blog roll. 9.45, oh, there's another piece of news. 10 o'clock, oh, there's another piece of news. Yeah, I mean, this, this is the issue automakers have had for a long time with, with auto shows, you know, especially, um, you know, since – you know, since all this stuff got started getting covered online, you know, you just, you know, by, by the middle of the day, you're off the front page. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you're gone. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, most automakers are doing their reveals at standalone events away from auto shows now. So that means, um, no more camp Jeep at, uh, at the Chicago auto show or any other auto show. So you won't be able to go over those, those big hills, the 29-foot uh, hill in a Wrangler uh, inside the uh, McCormick Center next month. I mean, it makes sense. I guess it's sad because you think, oh, it would be really nice to have that stuff at the auto show, especially as a consumer. But it's expensive as sin to be there. Mm -hmm. And like you said, in terms of news, they lose the news cycle really fast. So you really do have to evaluate, is it worth, do you get the consumer spend back for the outrageous spend to be there? Yeah, I mean it's 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 several million dollars, and you know, and they don't automakers don't spend nearly as much as they used to. You know, in the in the early 2010s and you know the 2000s, we, you know they would be spending you know upwards of 10 million dollars building these giant booths and right. You know those those have all gone away, um, and uh, I I, know, I remember I think in 2018 or 19, you know Ford used to do this giant two story booth at the Detroit Auto Show and, and at other auto shows. And you know, after the show, they'd have to pack it up and they'd move it to another auto show, and then they changed and they um, they redesigned their booth, basically with a bunch of blue containers, shipping containers, and they <laughs> they pack everything into the containers and then just stack up the containers to to make the booth, um, and then at the end of the show, they just pack everything back into the containers and move it out. Move it away. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, you know. In the last two years, you know, the Detroit Auto Show, it's basically just been Stellantis, GM, and Ford. And, you know, I, I don't, you know, now it's just GM and Ford. And I wonder if even those two will even bother with the Detroit Show this year. They talk about how, it, I don't know how long auto shows are going to stick around as auto shows, honestly. At least in I think North America. I think for as news, as in yeah. places where you make news, I think that's coming to an end. I yeah, think as places like there's... we're going to have an auto show and you go in, you like see all mm -hmm. the cars that are there. And I think for people who like to see new cars without having to go to a dealership and be able to see a lot of cars, I think they're great for that. But I think for news, I think we're going to see that's going to slowly go away. You know, I, I talked to the German automakers like a couple of years ago about this. They're like, they're like, what's the value when we can why, just do this? Why? It's cheaper for us to fly a bunch of you, <laughs> of you people to Germany and show you like the new car and have the news cycle for like a week versus like, oh, gosh, we got to go all we got to ship all this gear over to to Detroit. And it's the same people covering it. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. So no more auto show. It's going to yep. disappear. They're going to be gone, poof, any minute now, I yeah. think. You can still go and sit in the car, though. 
the like Japan, regular people. The Japan show was actually really good. I mean, all of the Japanese brands were there. Some Chinese, some Germans were there. I mean, it was it was a huge show. And it could I, change it was, here in the really U.S. I don't know. It depends. I don't on think. The I don't think show. it will. I don't think so either. I think I hear a lot of like chatter about the cost of a U.S. auto show versus other places just being like Is yeah, it way more expensive here. Yeah, astronomical. I know it's astronomical here. I didn't know if it was like also the so. Detroit apparently is like, not only was it really expensive, it was a pain in the ass for the Germans. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they're just like expensive, but also they're just like, oh my god, these guys are treating us like junk. Oh jeez. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, so University of Michigan. Um, did a study over the last several months looking at the total cost of ownership for electric uh, versus gasoline vehicles. And um, they found that uh, it varies widely. Depend it depends a lot on where you live and what type of vehicle you're buying. Um, and in a lot of cases, it's not necessarily more cost effective uh, over the life of the vehicle to actually have an EV. Um, you know, at, so, yeah, you know, a couple of things. Yeah, you know, a couple of big takeaways from this. One, if you have to rely on, if you're relying on public DC fast charging, um, you're not going to save any money driving an EV. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to cost you more, just in electricity. In most places, some places it might be a little bit cheaper, but not by much. Most places it's going to be more expensive to DC fast charge um, your EV. Um, so. The, the, if you're going to get an EV, you know, the best way to do it is to slow, ch- you know, AC charge it much more cost effective. Um, but even with that, you know, they looked at 14 cities. Um, and as an example, the, the cost of ownership of an electric midsize SUV varied by $52,000, depending on where you were. Um, That's huge. Yeah. Um, you know, and that, that's looking at you know the the cost the purchase price of the vehicle, insurance, maintenance, um, repairs, um, as well as the energy costs. So you know look, you know for gas vehicles you know the cost of gas, or for EVs the cost of electricity. And obviously you know electricity costs vary widely across the country, but so do other factors like insurance. Um, one thing they did find is that you know in, insurance costs for EVs are generally quite a bit higher than for electric vehicles. Um, and I think a big part of that, uh, you know, in most of the EVs right now, you know, the average, you know, the, the largest percentage of the EV fleet right now is still Tesla's and they are very expensive to repair. Um, and thus the insurance costs are very high, much higher than for a typical gasoline vehicle. So even though you may be saving some money on service and maintenance, you're going to pay in other ways. Um, and you know, the, the charging scenarios, um, the, uh, um, you know, see the home charging lowers your lifetime costs of an EV by about $10,000 on average. Uh, and as much as $26,000, you know, depending on on where you live. Uh, I am, I am, I am, I am flabbergasted, but apparently Boston pays more for electricity than San Francisco. Yeah. I'm not flabbergasted because I, I mean, I'm not in Boston. I mean, I'm in New Hampshire, which you know, different states, different rules for electricity. But I can see that because I, I think the taxes are very different and the, the surcharges and things are very different in mass than they are in New Hampshire. Somehow that just doesn't surprise me. Uh, we pay a lot for electricity in, San, in the Bay yeah, Area. I don't know. That, it doesn't say that it's more. It just says Boston's 
San Francisco, LA, Boston. Like, you know, San Francisco could be a order of magnitude higher, but still they could be one of the most expensive. You know what I mean? It was only 14 yeah. cities. I'm just, I'm literally only looking at home charging costs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at that graph. I'm like, I'm like oh, I wonder where San Francisco. I'm like, whoa, how could somebody else be worse than us? The, uh, the biggest savings come when you compare smaller and lower range EVs. Um, you know, e- the EVs are substantially less expensive to operate and to own um, compared to a similar gas vehicle across every city in this study. Um, and then the, the bigger and longer range the EV is, the, the closer it is to basically being no savings or even costing more. Um, so the thing everyone's been asking for, <laughs> yeah, also costs less yeah. than the long run. <laughs> and, um, the, yeah, I think for, for trucks, like for, for large trucks, uh, and SUVs, you know, longer, large, longer range trucks, the payback time to, own those vehicles compared to a gasoline equivalent was about 20 years. So just dragging these giant 200 kilowatt batteries around. Mm -hmm. That's the, and that's the, that's the crazy thing about these giant trucks and coming to market with them. And I'm just like, you just, for the Hummer, you could build like four Chevy (laughs) bolt. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Probably more than that. Yeah. No, it's it's about, it's about four bolts worth of battery. It's, a, yeah, it's four Hummer. bolts of, of battery. Whew. Whew. So, um, some some things to consider. You know, if you're considering buying an EV, you know, don't 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 look for the the longest range EV. Um, and for for now at least, you know, if you can charge at home, that is your best option. That's the if, that's if, the money right yeah. there. If, you know, it or is. if you can, you know, if you can AC charge at work or you know somewhere else. Um, you know, that's going to be a lot more cost effective. If you're yeah. planning on buying uh, an EV and fast charging it all the time and basically using it like a gasoline vehicle, nope. you're not going to save any money. Also, you're going to, de- you're going to just decimate the, uh, the battery. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, fast charging, it, 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 it creates, uh, it, it, yeah. The life, it's the lifetime of your battery is going to diminish yeah. um, because you're fast charging. Um, one last item uh, for I'm this done, week. Done. Um, you know, we've talked in the past about Tesla and their real-world range of most of their cars versus what's on their EPA labels and how there tends to be a fairly substantial gap between those two, uh, usually not in favor of the consumer. Um, it's, you know, if, if you look at most of the range tests that have been done by all kinds of different publications, um, you know, real world range versus EPA label, uh, or even, you know, in Europe, you know, against, uh, WLTP numbers, Tesla's usually fall somewhere around 20 to 25% short of their label values. Um, well, the, um, department of justice has been looking into this, uh, for Tesla for the last several months. Uh, and they just announced that, uh, they are lowering the, uh, estimated range for most of their vehicles, um, by fairly significant amounts, the, um, uh, the, let's see, the, uh, model Y long range, uh, goes down by 20 miles from 330 to 310 miles. Um, but the, uh, the model S plaid, this is the biggest one, 
uh, it went with the 19-inch wheels. It goes from 396 miles to 359 miles. Um, the uh, uh, Model Y performance goes from 303 uh, down to 285. So, you know, these are getting a lot closer to what you can actually expect for real-world range on these. And, and even these might still be a little on the optimistic side. Yeah. Well, they're using a different adjustment factor than anyone yeah. else. It's like the Tesla and uh, Lucid are both using the same sort of um, testing uh, cycles and adjustment factors. And the when I originally started driving the Lucids, like Tesla, they were lower than, than the numbers. But then the last Lucid I drove, it was like right on par. So I think they're doing something at Lucid to adjust that. Whereas Tesla was, I, I think, yeah, they're like, we can't do anything else to make this better. So let's, uh... <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, it, I mean, and when you buy a car, you, you know, it's, 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 you know, there's, there's a bunch of reasons why your range isn't going to hit the EPA. Same mm -hmm. thing when you're driving a car, a gas car, why you're not getting right. an MPG. But when it's consistent and you're seeing like, People who test cars get the same sort of numbers, and you're just like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to the three Ts, temperature, terrain, and technique. Yeah, it depends on how you drive, where you drive, you know, what kind of conditions you drive in. Can we call it the Tony, Tony, Tony test? Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. It's Tony, Tony, Tony. Um, anything else uh, you guys got this first week? No. Nothing going on this week. Going to, going, yeah. we're, going to, we're going to CES. To, I'm going tomorrow. You're going tomorrow yeah, too. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. I get there. Uh, oh. I get into Vegas around uh, two o'clock, I think. Oh, I think that's what time I get there. Maybe we're getting oh, on the same. At the same time. Yeah, I wonder if we're. I wonder if we're going to be picked up by the same car. Could I've be. already been offered a bunch of money to like give up my seat for a later flight. And I'm <laughs> like, hmm, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I already have twelve fifteen. So let's see what time I land. I I take off at twelve fifty three Eastern. Um, and land uh, at 2.30 in uh, 2.30 Pacific time. In Las Vegas, wait for it. Here it comes. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm making everyone wait on an audio <laughs> podcast so I can That's figure okay. out whether or not I get to ride in a car. <laughs> I land at 2.49. Okay. <laughs> We're going to be in the same shuttle. Yeah, probably. They're going to make you wait for me. Sorry. I will yeah. not be in the shuttle. I will be happily at home. I'm going to just relax tomorrow. Tomorrow's a relaxy Saturday for me. <sighs> Whatever. I was up at 2 o'clock in the morning yesterday, Robbie. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like you, you, you had to fly from Boston. Drive, drive from Nashua to Boston, fly from Boston to Detroit, then fly from Detroit to Cincinnati and back to Boston and then drive back to Nashua. So Yeah, so okay. I deserve my Saturday of nothing. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired just thinking about just that. Just thinking about it, right? <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.